0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the episode of the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hamil Javerry. Today, super weird because Ted Berg is the guest. Ted used to be the host of the podcast. Ted, welcome back.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me on. I is, feel honored.
0: Is it weird to be a guest?
1: Uh, no, I, I was a guest after after Nate squeezed me out the first time. He <laughs> had me back on a few times, so no, I've been on. A, I've been a guest and a host of this show, after probably a- many times for both.
0: <laughs> well, you'll probably be a guest and a host in this like cyclical thing that we have going on with the podcast. Um,
1: well, yeah, can can we tease that I'm going to start up my own podcast soon? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, All right,
1: because I'm going to make you come on and answer questions. I'm just, that's just, I'm letting you know right now that it's not going to be every week and it's not going to be every episode, but I am going to make you come on and ask, answer questions from Twitter.
0: So that is, I actually miss it. The fact, I think that when we were doing it like twice a week, it was getting a little much, but I definitely miss our regular twitter q and a's
1: now now you do now you do (laughs) Hemel, for those listening at home hated doing that and 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 complained about it all the time i did
0: i complained about it all the time so
1: she's but i but now once i have my podcast and i'm in charge then you're coming back on the show
0: i'm excited for you to have your own podcast and for you to be in charge of it um only because i'm very curious to see what ted does when ted has free reign
1: i am curious about that too (laughs) That's I will be- get so fired, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, since this is the post-Thanksgiving episode, we're going to talk about your ranking of fast food restaurants. That, uh, as with all things, kind of set the internet ablaze.
1: Um, I'm happy to defend it. I thought it was. I thought. I think it speaks for itself, personally. But it, that would make for a bad podcast if I was just like, "Yeah, just read the list."
0: <laughs> all right. So it is all. 59 fast food restaurants that I can remember eating at ranked... And you based it off of Wikipedia's list of largest U.S.-based fast food chains
1: Well, no. So, so I started it that way. Okay. And because on that list they include things like Starbucks, which I, doesn't count as a fast food place to me. Right. Uh, also places like Applebee's, which is like clearly not a fast food place. So. Yeah, that's a sit-down um, so, joint. So I went by my own definition, and in retrospect, like uh, I did, and I heard some complaints about this, and and some of them I I think are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I included I included. To Shake Shack, but not Five Guys. Uh, just because, uh, I don't know, for some reason, something about Shake Shack and just the graphics, the process, the way they've sprung up struck me as fast food, and Five Guys uh, is more made to order feeling, but I think the, the distinction there is so thin that I yeah. probably should have just included Five Guys and, and gotten over it. And, and for that matter, uh, Chipotle, which is something else I left off.
0: Yeah, Chipotle definitely feels a little fast foody. Anything to me where. You're standing in a line to get your food and then coming back out is fast food.
1: Yeah, I mean, in my head it was like all places that might have drive-throughs, but then again, you know, Shake Shack doesn't fit that. Um, it was, it was again, like I would have, I would have added some of those. Um, I also realized after writing it that um, one I left out, which I very much enjoy, is Rubio's Tacos, which is in in Southern California, and that would have been somewhere pretty high on the list. I just completely spaced on it. Uh, it didn't show up for whatever reason on like the master Wikipedia list of U.S. fast food chains I was looking at, and so. I I, I forgot to list it.
0: I've never heard of that.
1: Uh, it's good. It's in, it's all over. It's mostly in like the San Diego area, but oh, it's, okay. it's uh, LA and South generally. And, and there's some, there's definitely one in, uh, I want to say Goodyear, Arizona near where the Reds and White Sox practice or Reds <laughs> and, and Indians practice. Cause I, I've been to that one a few times.
0: All right. So I don't want to make you go through all 58 that you have listed, but let's talk about your hatred of subway, which was number 58 to, Um, which you have actually talked about quite a bit, but you hate it. I
1: I hate it so much. I I find the – it's just the smell. I I can't – when I walk past a subway and smell that, like – it's the baking bread smell, which I think theoretically should be good, but it just Mm – it feels so, like, chemically and gross and forced, and something about it just makes me, like, actually sort of uh, feel a little sick inside. I don't know. It – um, I have such a deep and profound love of hero sandwiches, and what Subway and and Blimpy churn out are just so uh, such bastardizations <laughs> of that sandwich of that idea. You know, like that this this is we're gonna give you these like regimented servings of turkey and ham, and all the turkey and ham is horrible, and the every it just feels like every single ingredient is crap and bad, and I I don't like it.
0: So. Is this because you grew up in New York?
1: Yeah. And had
0: access to just better sandwiches?
1: But I feel like everybody has access to better sandwiches. You know, I I happen to be partial to, like, boar's head meat, which is largely a a New York City phenomenon and Mm -hmm. and suburbs. Uh, But there's better meat than you can get at Subway available in every supermarket. And just better – like, you could just – I just feel like – if someone was like, "Hey, could you make a better Big Mac at home?" No, I don't even. I don't think I could make a better Big Mac necessarily. Uh, I can make a better burger, but uh, if someone was like, "Hey, could you make a better version of a Subway sub at home?" Yeah, I could do that in <laughs> ten minutes.
0: So, what was the biggest quib- quibble that people had with your list?
1: Um, people thought that, uh, and and you know, some of them. It's tough because uh, a lot of these you're dealing in small sample sizes, and so mm-hmm. uh, some people said. Uh, it was crazy that I had Sabaro so high, which I had Sabaro at like 47 or something. It was way low. Wait, yeah. Um, no, but,
0: 47 is 45 is Sabaro. 47 was Long John Silver's.
1: I should probably pull up this list if we're going to be talking about <laughs> um, what is it. You've but, written
0: but, for Sabaro, you've written best chain pizza, an ignominious distinction. Wow. Yeah. What a great um, word. It's a well, $10 I'd, word there.
1: I believe that to be true. I believe that Subaro is bad. I would still rather have pizza from practically any place else, but uh, not from Domino's or Papa John's or, or Pizza Hut. You're so just a
0: New York snob.
1: Uh, no, I don't think that's the case. I would like so like uh, Blaze Pizza, which I I don't think is fast food. I don't think most people would say maybe it is fast food. I, I don't know. know. I
0: don't even know what that is.
1: Um, it's, it's the one that it's national and I didn't know it existed until I stumbled onto it in Arizona because we don't have them. Mm -hmm. Uh, at least we don't have them in New York city. Not that I know of, um, because it's kind of hard to break into the pizza market in New York city. As it turns out, it's fantastic. Uh, You know about it because we talked about it. We've talked about it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a a Chipotle style pizzeria where you walk down the, the counter with the, the server right and they they, pile on whatever you want on your pizza and i think it's it's great like I, i really just genuinely enjoy their pizza it's not about oh i will only eat from you know my corner pizzeria that i love in new york uh I'm open minded to other pizzas. It just so happens that the major chains. I mean, you've had Pizza Hut. It's gross.
0: I've had Pizza Hut. It's gross. But the chains that you hate are generally the ones that my family favors to eat at. Like we're big subway people. Sabaro for us is like really good pizza Um, just because it's all you can get in places, especially if you're a vegetarian, that you can actually eat.
1: Well, but I have Taco Bell way up there. You like Taco Bell.
2: That's true.
0: Taco Bell's, well, we've discussed this before. Taco Bell's the only thing that we actually agree on.
2: Support for the For The Win podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that your home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your tenth, with Rocket Mortgage you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com forward slash FTW, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org number 3030.
1: Have you been to a mouse?
2: No, what is that?
1: So that's on there somewhere. Um, I forget. I'm scrolling it's, oh, it's through to try to find number it. Number ni- number nineteen, Ooh. and it is. So now my sister uh, quibbled and pointed out that the one near her office currently serves chicken. Mm. I was not aware of it. I thought it was fully vegetarian. But uh, it's like a falafel place, okay. and it's real good. It's 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 legit. It, um, I believe it's mostly it's more in Europe than it is in in the states. But there are a handful of locations in the states, and, and a bunch in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, and it's it's like really good fresh falafel with, uh, ton, I feel like. Uh, do you eat a lot of falafel? Oh,
0: yeah. I'm I'm a weird picky eater and we have You're the lots... worst
1: vegetarian I know. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the worst like the, vegetarian ever. It's like the, literally the only the only <laughs> vegetarian cuisine that I enjoy. It's like, okay, well, but I'll yeah, I'll one hundred percent always have falafel. Um We have the
0: like... Amsterdam falafel in DC. That's the big place where people go for, for fresh falafel.
1: Um so for me I usually go to places on the street like just mm-hmm. like a halal food cart yeah. um, but in terms of like uh, brick and mortar whole, uh, falafel establishments mouse is legit it's it they they're frying it up fresh which i think is probably the big key is mm-hmm. that it's not just sitting there all day and they have a you know you could fill up your pita with a bunch of different side salads and stuff and uh, i always very much enjoy it that would be a, a, veg- a vegetarian recommendation on the on the list which is rare which is
0: rare know. You, for Mao's, you've written the only.
1: I can't believe you're even having me on this show to (laughs) indulge this list, to
0: be honest. I know. You know how much I hate talking about food, but here we are. (laughs) See how times have changed. You just needed to give me a chance to miss you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absence absence makes the heart grow fonder.
0: For Mao's, you've written the only fully vegetarian place on this list, which is kind of true. Uh, but I'll ride or die with their falafel. If you've never had falafel, you really ought to try some falafel. I, was I feel like too many, people too. Haven't <laughs> had,
1: too many people just haven't had falafel, right? Like that's yeah. that's the thing. It's because it, And if you described it to me, if you're like, hey, uh, you want to try this thing? It's, it's chickpeas ground mm-hmm. up, mashed, and then fried. I'd be like, well, fried sounds good, but no, it's not for me. As it turns out, it's very much for me.
0: So the biggest thing on the list, I guess, uh, we should talk about is that you didn't put Taco Bell at number one. You put Taco Bell at number nine.
1: And I didn't.
0: Number one is Shake Shack.
1: It was tough. I mean, it was tough for right. me, and and like I almost wonder. It's one of these things where you almost get in your head because you're like, well, I want to put Taco Bell in number one, but then people are going to accuse me of being just biased towards Taco Bell. So I got to knock Taco Bell down a little bit of the list, you know, and like I got to, I don't know, yeah, right. Like I don't want to yeah. be a Taco Bell shield, but I, I at the same time, I, I, wouldn't write about Taco Bell so often. I wouldn't wind up at the Taco Bell headquarters if I weren't legitimately a huge fan of Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> so like, it's not like a, it's not like I'm lying. Right. Like I I was writing about Taco Bell long before they were uh, indulging it. And so uh, I don't know. I felt like number nine was a fair spot because the truth is like I love Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And in most situations, if you're presenting me with Taco Bell in a different fast food restaurant, I'm going to take Taco Bell. Right. But uh, regional variety, I think, is so interesting in fast foods that if it were Taco Bell and I mean, even Taco Bell and some of the ones below it on the list, I would probably choose over the Taco Bell just because Taco Bell is always available to me. And like someplace like Freddy's burger isn't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so what about Shake Shack, though? Why is it number one? I have heard lots of different. I don't eat burgers, obviously, so I can really only go by their their fries, which I don't think are that good.
1: No, I don't like their fries at all. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that, and and I think their fries are wildly overrated. Have you not had their fried mushroom stuff with cheese thing?
0: No, I'm I'm so skeptical of. Uh, like veggie burgers in general that i tend to just stick with fries
1: so that's fair and i would i like i've had a Boca burger so i know that you should be skeptical right they're not good (laughs) just like cardboard i can't believe anyone would willingly eat that um but but the so what shake Shack's like their veggie burger answer is just a portobello mushroom cap filled with cheese and then battered and fried (laughs) so it's like nothing like a regular veggie burger uh it's this Gooey fried cheese thing, and it's amazing. And I don't eat. I don't like mushrooms at all. Um, I put Shake Shack number one, um, and this is something. And I wish I could remember the source of this article that made me think a lot about Starbucks because I, uh, I'm kind of a coffee snob at this Mm -hmm. point. And I try to avoid Starbucks. I try to if there if there were ever, you know, if there's any sort of local coffee shop next to a Starbucks, there's just no doubt where I'm gonna go. I'm always gonna go to the one that's uh, not a huge conglomerate and not, you know, I happen to yeah. think Starbucks coffee is kind of gross, but I don't like Starbucks uh, coffee. yeah, it, it tastes it always tastes a little bit burned to me and 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 uh, I don't know I don't I don't love it. but uh, the article made the point. This is like something I read five years ago, or something that that Starbucks basically like elevated the standards for coffee shops everywhere, mm-hmm. and that have latte wasn't a thing that people knew regularly, and and all of these different drinks that they have at Starbucks just became part of our standard coffee shop offerings because uh, Starbucks made them that way by with their success, and I, I kind of feel like Shake Shack has so elevated the fast food cheeseburger that now imitators are, are springing up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to me, I feel like it, part of why it's there is that just that their burger is delicious. It's it's a perfect fast food burger. Um, and I think that's a distinction with, with Five Guys is that the Five Guys burger itself doesn't feel as fast foodie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think that um, many of the best Burgers I've eaten in the past five years uh, just would not have existed if Shake Shack didn't like sort of come along and set the idea for like, this is a way to make a successful fast food carry out burger place.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's really about the influence that they've had on the industry.
1: Yeah, I think that that was because it was tough to and, and I I waffled a little bit with the top of the list because it, I wanted to make it, I mean, I wanted to make it uh, a place called good times, which only exists in Denver. Um, because I just, I, I only went there twice, but both times I just thought it was so good. And, and I was like, we have, but like, it's, I don't know, it's, it felt like a tough call because I, again, I ha I don't have the huge sample to say, um, I, I like read up what other people were saying about it and, mm-hmm. and people seemed to think the quality had, had lagged a little bit, so I was hesitant to put my name on that, you know, and say this is tell people this is the best fast food in the world and have them travel to Denver to sample it and be like, ah, it's not really that good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I I, I wanted to put um, Burgerville, which is a place in Portland, uh, which is super interesting and good. And I thought about that being number one and then it was like meh i think i gotta go with something that uh a little bit still, more
0: mainstream
1: i and like something that i feel really confident knowing is still super good yeah. right like not someplace i've been to two or three times something someplace i've been to like 50 times yeah. and more probably because there's a shake shack three blocks from my apartment and so I, I i needed something i felt uh felt confident in and i needed something and i don't know i felt like for that point I made earlier, that something that sort of transcends the the list a little bit, mm-hmm. and and I do think that uh, the influence of Shake Shack is probably just as great as its burgers at this point.
0: You could have, uh, yeah, you were on the cusp of going like full Nate and picking like obscure number one right, instead right. of. <laughs> For, for your number one pick. for
1: those who don't who don't remember <laughs> Nate Scott, former host of this yes. podcast. um, he loved making uh, lists of best songs and best albums of the year. And it would include, like, Literally no bands I'd ever heard, of.
0: <laughs> but it was right. like the the one song that thirteen people had heard of, but was still really good.
1: <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, nothing against his list. It's just like right. it was like a, it was like a, an exercise in showing you how many bands Nate, Nate can name, <laughs> which is kind of what this is, right? Because I am telling right. you how many, but except where he had has music, I have, have fast food. Bad po- I can
0: fast food places like Bonchon, which. I didn't realize it was very popular, but my friend Gail loves eating at
1: Banchan. She I, she, she loves it. I would say that that was um, probably some of the best feedback. The most frequent feedback I got was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm so glad you put Banchan on here. It's so good. Um, I thought that that was like my own little secret. And because it, it just so happened there was one near... Um, our old office in Midtown was mm-hmm. right near Anchan. I used to get, uh, I used to get chicken there for lunch, like all every time I came into the office. And so um, I thought, I thought maybe I was alone. I guess it's kind of a big deal in South Korea, and it is uh, spreading rapidly yeah. through the air and and real good.
0: So you oh, that's an interesting point. A lot of these are American fast food places. There's a couple, most yeah, most, most of them. them. There's a couple of like Japanese. The what mouse like, is that? What it's st- called?
1: so mouse is from amsterdam that's from amsterdam Uh, uh, so Yoshinova, which is like uh it's all over california so Mm -hmm. but i believe it's actually a japanese chain um and they do like a lot of like teriyaki meat rice bowl type things um also the the real weird one here um and i felt this was like a this was a pure nate move including it but in barbados there's a place (laughs) called chefette um, (laughs) um, and it's only in barbados it's a it's a it's a Barbados owned and operated chain um, it happens to be really good and like we, I went to Barbados I don't know two or three years ago and like I kept passing it and being like I'm really intrigued by this you know Barbados exclusive yeah. fast food chain, and finally convinced my wife we should go there. And uh, it was it was great. I'm happy I went there. It was it had a completely overwhelming menu. There was just like so many different genres represented there. But uh, the chicken I had was super good, and it just seemed like a promising thing to be on the list and, and like i don't know i i kind of feel like in cases like these it's like let's throw a shout out to the to the barbados <laughs> dude running chefette and and hope that it sends him send some business their send way some when, business their uh, way yeah. yeah
0: that's awesome uh what the heck is arthur teachers what is that
1: um, that is a fish and chips place. It's basically like a crappier version of Long John Silver's. Did I
0: get that name right? I'm scrolling up Are to there find treaters? it.
1: Arthur Treachers. Arthur Treachers. Arthur Treachers. So I, I mentioned this. I, I, I had no idea that this was the case, but until I started writing this, um, Arthur Treacher's was a way. I knew that it was a way bigger deal in like the '70s and the '80s, but it turns out it stopped being a big deal because cod prices went up so much <laughs> uh, because England and Iceland got into a uh, a dispute. It wasn't like a bloody conflict, but it was a like a international tension over uh, over. Fishing rights in the area around Iceland, and it led to a wild escalation in cod prices, which basically did in Arthur Treacher's. So they're That's they're crazy. still out there. Um, they're often uh, in the same. Like I think that they're owned by the same people as Nathan's, mm-hmm. and so they're often in the same building as the Nathan's, like like how. Taco Bell Pizza Hut's work, mm-hmm. um, but they're n- never good. Don't go there. <laughs> uh,
0: you know what you should do for your podcast? You should do something. You should do segments on food history because I had no idea about that.
1: I, yeah. I, I mean, so that, that is, uh, I don't want don't to don't give it away. away, but we, I want to do, um, there's going to be like fact segments of like fun facts said. where we just talk about things like the Cod Wars that I discover on Wikipedia.
0: All right, so final question. We already talked about Mao's. Um is there what what is the best what is the chain that I should eat at?
1: Huh, if for, I get as
0: the, a, Yeah, as a vegetarian.
1: Um as a
0: picky vegetarian who yeah. is meh on falafel but likes that um likes that Chinese place that we always go to.
1: Oh, you like Xi'an Famous Foods. Yes, yes. Um, but I like my, Xian's Famous that's Foods. My favorite place to eat in the whole wide world. <laughs> um so so, let me look up their menu right real quick, and because I'm about to say, so Burgerville, which I put number two on the list, mm-hmm. uh, which is in like the Pacific Northwest, especially in Portland, um, they have a really uh, like so they have like turkey burgers and brie and different things that that don't usually factor on the menu, but um, they have a seasonal menu. So right now it's just sweet potato fries is the option there. Do you like sweet potatoes?
0: I do. I think that's delicious.
1: So if you're just going to get fries at a, at a any place, that's probably a pretty good option. But okay. I know that when I went there, we had fried asparagus mm. from from a from a fast food place, right? Like fried asparagus. So uh, that was pretty cool. I'm looking at their menu. They have a bean burger. I can't speak to it. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. Are bean burgers any good?
0: I I think I'm just not a great like veggie burger person because I, I like find that they're of- they're very heavy.
1: And a veggie burger probably isn't aimed at someone who – because you've never eaten meat, right? Like, no, I feel I've like never a, eaten meat. A veggie meat. burger is for someone who kind of misses meat, mm-hmm. recognizes they should give it up for either health or ethical purposes, right. and is like, oh, I wish I could sort of experience meat again. I'll have this veggie burger. It won't do it, but it'll be a good, sad uh, answer to that. Whereas I feel like for you, someone who's never had meat, then what difference does it make? Why, does, why do you care if it's shaped like a burger?
0: Yeah. It, it to me it sometimes it's just about wanting to fit in so i'll order a veggie burger because everybody else is ordering burgers and i don't want to be different <laughs>
1: Oh, that's sad. You should just go with your gut in those situations. I just want to assimilate
0: like everyone else. You're,
1: you're already eating. It looks, I, I'm just letting you know. Everyone, everyone at the table already knows it's different if you're getting a veggie burger. <laughs>
0: well, it yeah. happened. It happened last night. We went out with, um, we went out with some of our sales colleagues, uh, and everybody ordered burgers. And I was like, oh shit, should I just get the veggie burger? I don't want to be the weird one.
1: <laughs> I see you're still cursing on the show sometimes. Oh, that's, that's right. It, Oops. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Have you well? Well, so I was. Um, there's a place. There's a bunch of them in New York. I think they're springing up everywhere now. Bear Burger, mm-hmm. which is not a fast food place. It's more in like the. Uh, it's better than Applebee's, but it's more of like the the sort of like casual dining establishment genre. Um, but they now serve. I found out two days ago. They serve the the Impossible Burger, mm-hmm. which is the new sort of. Um, it's. It's the sciencey plant based protein answer to meat. Like they've uh, they instead of trying to build something oh, yeah, akin I read about to meat that. out of out of beans or whatever, they went, went like from the chemical level yeah. to try to imitate meat. Um, I've had that. I haven't had that bear burger, but I've had it and found it like passable. So it it would be I would be interesting to hear your take on it, because as someone who has not eaten meat, since it is like an imitation of meat, uh, it's not you should know that it does not taste as good as beef. Like it's like <laughs> it just does not. All of these things always remind me. Did you watch Parks and Recreation?
0: Uh, yes, I did. Oh, yeah, so the Ron Swanson one.
1: Yeah, when, like, so Chris Chris and Ron Swanson yeah. have, like, a burger cook-off, and Chris makes a turkey burger with brioche bun and all these different things, and, and Ron Swanson comes out and is like, this is a hamburger <laughs> on a bun.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, bun. like, uh, Chris. if you want,
1: I don't care. And then they're all like, this is better, this is better. And, um,
0: yeah, he just, like, throws, like, a store-bought hamburger patty on the, you know, yeah. basic buns, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's way better. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and that's that's kind of how uh, I would be with the impossible burger but I'd say that it's like it's better than any other veggie burger I've had that's awesome which is an extremely short list because what place offers me a veggie burger but not a regular burger and when on in my life uh, am I gonna make that choice
0: I mean you should talk to Luke who has decided to give up uh, a lot of meat so
1: wait i didn't know, I didn't know that what I have not I had no idea. I I don't know. I've been out of the loop. I was on, in Houston and such.
0: So if you listen to this, if you've listened to the podcast before, you definitely heard Luke, uh, who was on like last week talking about... It's we talked a British
1: about, guy with the bad takes.
0: <laughs> British guy. But he we talked about like how athletes are switching up their diets to go vegan. And in the course of that, he was talking about how he has been making a conscious choice to eat less meat and... Uh, feels a lot better and he's cutting back to like i think two three times a week
1: all right i mean that's I, well, so that's just for his health
0: he they said they watched um some documentary on netflix uh, and it yeah, really went like, down that route uh, and it just like road. lit a fire under them to be like oh my god what are we yeah, doing to our bodies
1: <laughs> and oh but it was about so it was about their own health it was for, yeah it's, For me, it's never about me. It's about the animals. And, like, if you watch, I mean, if you watch any of the, like, the vegetarian-inspired documentaries about meat processing in, especially in the U.S., It's bleak. I mean, that will not make you feel good about eating meat. And then I go right back to eating meat. Uh, You know, um, there's a book, uh, My Year of Meats. It's a novel by a woman named Ruth Ozeki that Mm I read in college, and it's like contains really powerful and, from what I understand, extremely accurate uh, depictions of like meat processing mm-hmm. and it is grim and, nope,
0: nope, and nope. I don't even be, eat meat and I don't want to I don't want to read that yeah
1: yeah and I was like man that is messed up and then I went and had a cheeseburger and I'm sorry about it but it's just so good I'm sorry <laughs>
0: they so the documentary I think they watch is called what the health And I think part of it is uh, some of it has been kind of been, I don't like not debunked, but a lot of it is like pseudoscience, but it was still enough uh, to uh, to scare the living crap out of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily have the same reactions to a lot because I remember watching Super Size Me, and literally the first thing I did after watching Super Size Me go was to go McDonald's. to McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> um, because you know I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat a, uh, three meals a day from McDonald's. No right. Look, what, what a shocker! What a shocker! It turned out to be unhealthy that going to McDonald's right. three times a day and eating super meals was a bad idea. Yeah. Right. Like, but that's not. That's not. That's I don't not. That's not, not that's not breaking innovation. News. Yeah. So you can. I don't know. I I say everything in moderation.
0: Um, I think that's a good, solid take. Very reasonable take. Uh, all
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. It's my thing.
0: Ted, thanks for coming on the show and talking about food, a thanks thing that adding. I never thought I would say.
1: I can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe we're in this position, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have done it.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening, and
1: we will see you next week.